Hey everybody, this is the after potty. Welcome to the after potty. <laughs> and I'm just that's the only caption for these episodes. It's just welcome to the after potty. I've been fixing them slowly. I, I don't know if you're if you're realizing, but I'm going through each one and doing like a detail of what we go over and then the tags and like a synopsis. So that's I'm fine. getting to all of them. <laughs> that's fine. It's just welcome to the after potty is <laughs> the only yeah. thing. I'll have I'll I'll try and get um at some point when there's like more time going on, um, I'll try to get Andrew to make us like a, like, I, I would love there to be like a drop, like a after, like, like it is a party, like welcome to the after party type of thing. Oh, cute. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, oh, happy anniversary to Andrew and his girlfriend. They are on a little trip right now. So. Oh, really? He's leaving Aww. his anniversary trip um, tonight at some point because they live in California. <laughs> and so oh, okay, he's yeah. he's going to be leaving his remote location for his anniversary trip to go somewhere where there's internet so he can pick up the episodes I'm sending him tonight. Andrew, we love you and so then, much, man. Yeah, Thank no. you so much, bro. I love Andrew. <laughs> and happy, congrats. And happy anniversary, fun. guys. Five yeah, years or something. So. Um, yeah, so this is the after party for the episode of Sun Stuff. Did you see the thing in the news about, like, the, the cold sun thing happening now? I don't watch the sun. I mean, the news. But what are you talking about? So the sun goes through cycles like everything else in the observable universe. And we are experiencing one of the, lull, the lulls um, in the sun's activity and the sun's heat right now. This is all, like, the stuff that, like, the scientists are saying. So I see your fucking face. <laughs> But the idea being that the sun physically goes through periods of being like super hot and then it dips down into being super cool and then it's super hot again. It makes that waveform, you know, it goes through hot cycles and then dips down to low cycles. It wax and wanes night and day, all that kind of duality stuff that we mm-hmm. love to talk about. So we're experiencing right now like this lull in the sun's heat, like one of the low points and on the historical record, these points of like low sun spots, which means low uv stuff which affects the upper atmosphere which affects thunderstorms and temperature stuff um it it is attributed to like these like not ice ages but these periods in time where the temperature is really fucked up and really throws shit around like there was a a year called like 1800 and there was like a dumb nickname for like 1800 and no summer or like 1800 and like no heat and it was in the mid 1800s where like it fucking snowed in july and shit and they're saying that that was like the last time there was this like a dip in like solar radiation and stuff, and and it had like it's happens not periodically. Bill Gates is trying to block the sun to make us all reptiles like him. <laughs> I wish it was. See, I, I think I, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the whole article was like, there's hmm. these periods where the sun isn't that strong, and shit's gonna be really weird coming up soon. And then that's interesting because it's like this everything else that's happening and the the virus that's happening. And so like they attribute it. They're like, well, the last time this happened, there was another famine. There was diseases. There was unnatural weather. And then you see like in the weather where they're like, oh, we're going to have like snow maybe next week. Oh, there's like this polar front coming. Like everything's going crazy. And it's interesting because like your Bill Gates shit, like what if that's just all made up and it's covering up the fact that like the 5G stuff or the Bill Gates stuff is fucking or weather manipulation. We did a whole entire episode on this. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> and if... like if you can control people's immunity and you can control people's weather and their source of vitamin, like mm-hmm. the sun is more than just vitamin D. It like literally sustains our immunity mm-hmm. and it builds our immunity and it creates life mm-hmm. in a like uh, in our gardens. That's very interesting to me. And the fact that it's called the cold sun is very interesting to me It's called something else. I mean, like, I'm just saying the cold sun. It it has, like, an actual thing, but it's, like, this whole... It was just, like, an article that was passing around. I thought it was really funny timing because it's... Even, like, for me, it it obviously is, like, hey, shit's going to go crazy or shit is going crazy. So here's, like, us trying to use, like, weird science that you've never heard of that you can't verify to be, like... Nah, it's cool. This shit's natural. It's part of cyclical time. You know what I mean? That's very odd, and I don't buy the actual given narrative, as I do with most things. Um, I think that timing is not a coincidence. That is uh, that is a when, fucking lie that you that you believe the common narrative of things. No, that I 
don't believe it. Yeah. Did I say that I do? I definitely do not. And I challenge all of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was a, uh, that's something that's happening with, with sun stuff, which, uh, I was even like this weekend. I thought it was really funny because people were like, "What else could go wrong?" Now the sun's gonna go cold. And it's like, <laughs> the sun's gonna go cold. Well, it's like, well, you know, if you, I don't know, that was just like a fun, a fun little precursor that it's like I'm gonna maybe try to keep an eye on that shit. Like, it's an interesting thing of control where like the people who are in control are giving you these little warnings and these little hints. It's like, like it's like the fucking coded messages that go out in the news and all that bullshit. Like, I don't know, I don't. We need to do an episode on Q. Um, and QAnon stuff and like QAnon theory. I don't think that everything in the news is coded messages for the adepts to understand, but there definitely are coded messages and signs and stuff that are put up in programming and on the news and the media and the way they spin stuff. And I definitely think that that was one of them. Is that uh, yeah, they're putting it I, in? But- Yes. <laughs> they're putting it into everyone's head that something weird's going to happen with the weather or like it's and all predictive programming people are like oh that's so fucking weird how like black mirror episodes are like coming true it's like no you dumbass like it's predictive programming they were trying to condition you to accept this as reality it's part of that whole idea of like the karma that they believe in where like if they warn you ahead of time then like they're not responsible because like you were warned and then still fell into it anyway that's like that's what i was saying about contagion magic the only reason that they are metaphysically legally allowed to do this and to dupe us and to trick us and deceive us because it's our fault because they told us ahead of time Exactly. But they told, they gave us false clues. So we accepted it. So we, you know, we pay the $10 a month for Netflix, but what are we actually signing? Like, (laughs) damn, like, is our soul that cheap? I really want to do an episode on that. And I specifically want to do an episode on just all the prediction stuff in the Simpsons. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. But then they even have the killer bee thing that's happening now. Yeah. Where there was a disease and Dr. To, Herbert uh, trying to figure out a cure and then they release killer bees in the town. Like that happens in an I episode. I love it. I, uh, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, there's a big thing with bees too and like Nicolas Cage and like that meme and um, the Wicker Man movie and just how many, just there's, have you seen? Have you seen those movies? Have you seen the Nicolas Cage movie and then the original? Mm-hmm. I've seen both. I love those movies. I love The Wicker Man. The first one was like one of my favorite movies growing up to watch. I still love it so much. It makes a lot of sense. Just seven-year-old you watching Wicker Man, the original. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> now it, look at you. Does it all make sense, guys? Yeah, so Netflix is interesting. Um, our next episode is going to be on NASA, and I would love to connect the dots with Netflix and NASA and, and Hollywood as well, and why in the world military uh, industries as well as NASA and Hollywood were working together decades ago and even current to push messages like we see all these army movies and we Mm -hmm. see all these it is propaganda yes but going back to the cold sun it's a way to condition us to accept things right so the reason that we see a bunch of alien movies first um is to condition us that one all we are is sustenance and we're not actually like holy sacred beings Two, we are conditioned and pre-programmed to believe that this other entity that is evil or wrong or bad or amoral is coming down to you know rape our women and impregnate us um it's a fear tactic and it's same with like this commie scare uh there's a lot also when you watch the news they will sprinkle in and then stay quiet about it I remember when I was younger, they were introducing this camouflaging technique that would basically render you invisible to the naked eye, but it was just a reflective mode. So you were actually seeing what was behind the image versus then like what was in front of it, which is very interesting because now we don't, we've never heard of anything like that. And that was decades ago. So going back to this cold sun, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like this really big and then it kind of went away or we were going to see it years from now because this is a way to condition us for the next ice age or the next post-apocalyptic event or the next crash um there's 
there's a very strong reason everything is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And there are key players that have planned it out. Please look up the Bilderberg Conventions. Please look up the UN and what they're actually discussing at these meetings because it pertains to what is occurring now. And people are financially invested in it. No, it yes, it is. That's a big a big thing with a lot of how these uh, people, these organizations, these operations work is they will explain things either to get you subconsciously used to this idea. So when they're introducing it, you know, it doesn't blow your fucking mind. You know, that's mm -hmm. a big part of like UFO culture and uh, extraterrestrial, whatever, interdimensional, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'll call it alien shit, UFO culture, whatever the fuck you want. Is that uh, Hollywood has been hyper-focused on space and on alien stuff, but it's mm -hmm. always been framed as like this ridiculous fiction because in reality, parts of it are real and they've been planting it into our subconscious mind or into pop culture so that when it is revealed, it doesn't fucking cause everyone to shit their pants and pass out or whatever. And also... Right. Well, it makes you more docile and mm -hmm. compliant to the idea they're feeding you. Exactly. And then within that, also within the, the thing of uh, the control that has been placed on us via these solar religions, I don't think that they've really illustrated a way to have aliens be real and then also have a way for humans to still worship the current solar religions that we do. Mm-hmm. There was like a thing, there's a really long history and really a fun episode that we'll do down the line, I guess, uh, that involves like the Vatican's alien research and like Vatican mm -hmm. astronomers and, and astrologers and stuff. That's a really yeah. big, a really big uh, little, it's a really big small part of UFO stuff, which is a fun sentence to say. Because um, not only is the Vatican like constantly accused of like hoarding knowledge in order to further their agenda, but also like. Uh, one of the popes, it might be the cool new pope, cool pope in air quotes. Uh, I think he, mm -hmm. he was the one who said some shit about how, like, if there were aliens, that wouldn't disprove God because God made aliens, too, or some shit, you know? Oh. Yeah, that was definitely a thing that was, like, said by, I think it was this pope. I don't think it was Benedict. It wasn't the last pope because he wasn't cool enough to, he wasn't, like... He was like a weird puppet, but like, I mean, they're all puppets, but you know what I mean? He like really wasn't around long enough to do anything, but like, yeah. So like even that where the Pope's like, if there are aliens, like that doesn't disprove God, you guys like should be enough of a hint to be like, at some point there will be disclosure and they're trying to figure out a way to not mm -hmm. blow our, our minds. Cause that's part of UFO thought and alien thought is that the reason why this is uh, being suppressed from us everyday worker ants is that if it was revealed that there are aliens and stuff outside of like what we can see like out of our like terrestrial sphere um that mm -hmm. would completely make null and void all the systems of control that um have been put in place on earth so like mm -hmm. you know like everything that we experience on this planet by and large is the result of religion I mean, like, a lot of, like, the colonial stuff and the imperial stuff is either explicitly or, like, subconsciously tied to the control of, like, Christianity and, like, Western thought, which is all tied to, like, the idea of, like, these different solar religions. You know, it's all, like, that whole form of control. So if, if you throw aliens into the mix, then all of a sudden all that shit doesn't fucking matter because, like, who the fuck cares about some dude who was hanging out in the Middle East who could, like, turn water into wine when, like, there's fucking aliens, like... Other shit is happening in our galaxy right now. Like, maybe we aren't that special. Maybe they're special, too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the that's the narrative that kind of is being shoved down our throats, is that you are just sustenance. You are just a vessel in which this alien can reproduce. You are insignificant. And then this nihilistic thought of mind kind of becomes perpetuated and really pushed on us. And... Um, not that nihilism is good or bad, but if it's taught in a certain way, like look at the youth, look at the the troubled trend of YOLO. Um, that's definitely being seen right now. And these trends are pushed for a reason. Their backing always have a story that's bigger than just it being strictly on surface meme, like going back to, and I'll, 
I know I sound like a broken record talking about memetics, but that shit works. It is sigil magic. It is a type of contagion magic, and that works. <laughs> um, but also there's always been this war on religion, right? So not only is religion deceptive, but then we have this false light that's kind of being introduced to us in right now it looks like Satanism or the Age of Aquarius or uh, the worship of tarot and moon worship and sun worship. And I think that people need to be very cautious about, one, the decision of picking sides and two, which side you do decide to pick because there is deception on either end. And I think that's like the whole story, right? Like the two thieves, going back to our previous episode, the two thieves that were crucified um, on either side of Jesus, one of them was forgiven. I think I remember if I remember this clearly when I was little, the what were you saying? The one on his right, like if we're looking at people being crucified, it was the dude on the right. So Jesus is left. He was like, hey. I love you. Can you forgive me? And other, he was saying it's the other way around. Like if you're looking at Jesus, it's the guy on the left. So Jesus is right. Yeah. The right hand of okay. Jesus, like the right hand of the father, the right hand man, the right hand guy. Right, is always right, the right, good right. Guy. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. I keep getting shit flipped. Same with the sun. Um, but, but it's okay. Cause everything's an inversion of one another and they're the same thing. It's not okay. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. But so this thief was saved. And then the other thief on the left or on our right was not saved. Um, but that's the whole fucking, that's the whole idea guys <laughs> is that there are no sides. There is no black versus white. There is no East versus West there. If you do not consent to the narrative that there is a battle and you are forced to decide and your patriotism is like the only thing that you have to live for that that's like the wrong, that is the deception right there. Yeah. That's kind of what's going on right now. No, that's that's definitely true. Um, so we bring up in the normal episode, like some of like like the tripping stuff. Like we brought up like doing mushrooms and and doing DMT and shit, um, in order to kind of like break out of these realms of control and also to kind of like explore your your thought process and stuff. Your spiritual eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I have a really funny DMT. It's like I've done a lot of psychedelics. Um, and when I was in college, there's a really funny story that it, it's, I'm not going to make it too long, but we picked up this weird hitchhiker one time and um, <clears throat> he ended up, him and his girlfriend ended up staying at our house for a couple of days because they were like these traveler kids and he was like really nice. He was really fucking weird, but he didn't have any money. And so he repaid us for everything we did for him in DMT. He was at our house for like a long weekend, basically like, you know, like a Thursday to a Sunday or some shit. Mm -hmm. And everything we fucking did for this dude, he would just give us a little tiny bit of DMT. And literally it would be like, I'm making breakfast. I make him some eggs and toast. He gives me a hit of DMT. I let him, you know, we let him take a shower. We give him a towel and a, some soap. He gives us DMT. We give him a blanket, get some DMT, blah, blah, blah. So I did so much fucking DMT in this weekend and it was... It was fucking crazy. It was so much fun because like yeah. there's but um, you definitely have these like moments like with tripping. If you want to trip just to like be high or just to like get fucked up like you will and you can and it is enjoyable. But then if you trip like for a reason like to figure something out or like to think about something it is fucking insane. Yes. And I definitely did both of those and had a lot of really pleasant experiences really like. <laughs> yeah eye-opening pun intended experiences uh tripping um because like i i did so many mushrooms but also like back then when i was in college like mushrooms just grew like obviously mushrooms just grow on the fucking ground but like in the northwest they're fucking everywhere anytime there's like a manicured lawn or something there just are psilocybin mushrooms everywhere and you can literally just walk out your front door and pick them and so okay. we did a lot of that in college and it was very common, especially in the Northwest for people to just like kind of trip all the time and microdose all the time and, and shit like that. And mm -hmm. so I definitely had a lot of experience tripping and then through doing psilocybin a lot, like I was sort of able to navigate DMT. And for those who like don't trip or whatever, like, 
or who have only tripped a little bit, like if you want to do something aside from like acid or mushrooms, DMT is the way to go. It's pretty easy to find. And also it's not that crazy because mm -hmm. it lasts 10 minutes at most. Yeah. But if you have tripped before you go from, you go from nothing to peaking and then you just ride that peak out and then it very quickly goes away. Mm -hmm. So it's the most intense part of any other tripping experience, but you just go right to it and, um, it definitely is not for someone who has never tripped before because you will freak the fuck out. But mm -hmm. if you have tripped and you're interested in doing like mescaline or ayahuasca or yage or any of that like really intense shit, you need to do DMT a couple times. One, because DMT is like an active ingredient in some of those tripping uh, ceremonies or rites and stuff. But also it, it you need to like warm yourself up. You need to warm your brain up to tripping in that way. Because tripping is very powerful, but it can be very dangerous. Um, you'll find a lot of people, like, in high school and college and shit who, like, you know, like, they didn't fucking party ever until one day they decide to go fucking all out. And then they party <laughs> too hard one or two times, and then it just completely fucks them up physically or mentally or spiritually or whatever the fuck. So, like, people should trip, but you really need to, like, ease into it. And it can be very rewarding and very beneficial. Yes. Know thyself and you will know the universe and the gods. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But I've done I've done so much fucking DMT. Yeah, I've done a lot of shrooms. Um, I have yet to do DMT. I've always wanted to. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. I've done ayahuasca. Never done ayahuasca. I've done... What'd you say? I've never done ayahuasca. You would enjoy it. It's similar. Um, not as intense. Not in the same way. Uh, I've done like datura. Um, if you consume them, then you can. It, it also creates a very similar effect to DMT. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's interesting, right? So there are different um, metals, heavy metals that are put into our foods or into our water. <laughs> yeah. And they... They calcify our certain glands. And um, I know that if you run in fringe circles, you've obviously heard of the pineal gland. You've also, you've also heard of um, your parotid gland, um, which is behind your ear. There are different glands. And the, the purpose of a gland is to filter, right? It's this mucosa membrane that is meant to filter toxins. So if you have your membranes, which are really powerful and contain neurons similar to our gut, um, then you kind of become stuffed up. You become more primal, more animalistic. If your filters are dirty, similar to an air filter in a house, um, you breathe worse. You think worse. Your condition of living and the quality of living just declines. So a lot of what shrooms and DMT do is to open that up. So DMT, the chemical compound, is actually found in us. It is naturally producing. A lot of things that make you trip are naturally producing in our own bodies, similar with like THC, right? We have like uh, a receptor for that. And a lot of people are like, oh, like if we have like half the puzzle piece, then we're obviously meant to smoke weed. Which, like, whatever, you know, maybe there's some truth in that, like, really shaky argument. But um, it's interesting. The way that we are built, uh, we're kind of meant to go on these journeys. And, like, Datura, DMT, shrooms, um, these are tools and resources for us to get to know ourselves better. And um, I think that thought is responsible for not only the suffering, but also the joys that we experience and how everything is a reflection. I think like, I don't know if Zero would agree, but maybe <laughs> like within his trips, like everything is, is basically a reflection of your own thoughts, yeah. which is why manifestation works. And that's why everyone's like, I manifested a car. It's like, shut the fuck up, Karen. That's <laughs> not how it works at all. But in a way it is in, in a, in a very strong way it is. And um, going back to, you know, this false light or this false sun or sun worship, um, people will tell me that I'm like crazy, but you should just go outside and stare directly at the sun for at least seven seconds. I promise you will feel worlds better. And, um, 
I know people are like, well, the, the radiation and actually NASA says, and this study says, I'm like, all right, well, that's chill. I just, just advice. Um, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with this conversation more, more to just encourage drug use, I guess, but cautiously have yeah. your intentions be aligned with yourself. And if not, then that's chill. Everyone's journey is really special and like their own. And there is no incorrect way to do anything um, as long as it is your decision. Yes, 100%. That is that is very important. Um, another part of it, too, is that you'll find when you get into a lot of the magical stuff and a lot of like the magical thinking and magical workings, um, drugs and like altered states of consciousness stuff really plays into like how you're how your working goes, how your trips go and stuff. So like a lot of times when you get into ceremonial magic or you get into like practical magic and stuff like that, like mm -hmm. the teachers or the, you know, your Yogi or whatever will, they preach like sobriety or abstinence and, and stuff like that. And it's something that you're really going to find when you start to get into a lot of like the, if you want to do like the golden Dawn style of magic or like a lot of that, like, Crowley influence like neo-Egyptian stuff um a lot of it is that like they really discourage you from like doing any type of magic or any type of this kind of stuff while you're like tripping or while you're like high or while you're drunk or anything like that yeah. um because it like it's a very powerful tool and if you're kind of intoxicated then it will either diminish it or it'll, like fuck with your shit like some people are like you'll go crazy if you smoke weed and do a, a <laughs> magic ritual or whatever but then it's, it's, it's very funny because then on like the flip side of it, like you can find a lot of enlightenment and, and stuff like that through tripping, you know? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of soul searching. And that is like very hippy dippy and it's very like, you know, like it, it becomes sort of like stereotypical and like annoying and like grateful dead type of bullshit. But, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a very interesting, like other side of that coin where like you have either people who are like, you will find spiritual enlightenment through these processes, but like you need to be clear headed and you should not be on any type of altered substance because you yes. will be able to alter your own uh, experiences in your own, whatever, like organically. And then on the backside of it, you have people who are like, you find spiritual enlightenment through tripping because it lets you think of things in a different way. It lets you connect to these other parts of yourself or the universe or everybody or, you know, whatever and so there's yeah. a really interesting duality involved with tripping for like a spiritual purpose or whatever yeah um that is so true there's always like this weird narrative that is trying to deceive you similar with like even saying hippy dippy right or even saying like the word conspiracy like there are such negative connotations attached to both of those terms and you wonder where that negativity came from when there's so much truth to eating the weeds that are found outside or fucking growing your own food. And all of these um, practices that are deemed hippy dippy are actually like the healthiest route to self-discovery. Um, and it's kind of like this hidden light that everyone is trying to chase, but no one really wants to pinpoint it because it's mocked. Yeah. And it's mocked to the point where we believe in the mimicry. And um, when when you are doing shrooms or when you're tripping on DMT, you're supposed to just be in absolute darkness. That's why initiates to a lot of sex would be buried for three days or a lot of monks or yogis or shamans would go and sit in caves for three days um, because if you can sleep or be in absolute stillness with yourself for that long, which is possible, you won't die, you won't pass out, you can control that and um, moderate or yeah, mitigate, I guess, your own body temperature and your own um, blood circulation. Uh, but you're meant to be in the darkness. And I think, I think that's interesting and it ties into our conversation of needing the sun, right? The needing the sun so badly because it is the source of everything, but also darkness is the source of everything also. And that's... Um, you know, if you go into more of this metaphysical work, you learn to embrace your shadow self. And once you are in fringe circles and you learn about the Kabbalah tree of life, then you see that Da'ath is like the hidden Sephirah. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I also talk about that a lot because it's really pertinent to so many foundations of fringe theory. Um, but it is. It's weird how you could either like find yourself or lose yourself on journeys. And I think that's the point. No, it, it, it really is. Um, and a lot of times when you when you start to examine that like that, that really is like a good point to bring up is finding or losing yourself because a lot of people would say that it's one way or the other. And some people would say that that's kind of the same thing. Right. So like, yes. Yeah. Ties back into all that duality shit too. That kind of will, mm-hmm. will, will, will be brought up constantly. It's just the idea that, you know, in escaping the control of one system, like if you don't find the control through another system, then like you will be lost versus people saying that like, it's like freeing to break these shackles or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, a lot of that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I know a lot of people who have tripped in order to give themselves that bump to take themselves out of the way of thinking that they were conditioned to do through like the Christian church or, you know, just stuff like that mm-hmm. to where they trip one or two times. And then that's the thing that makes them realize that like, there's more to life than going to college and having a good job and having kids. Like there's more to life than, you know, the pursuit of material goods. Like there's more mm-hmm. to existence than, than this uh, life that we perceive for like 80 years or, you know, whatever. Like, and it's, it's very interesting. It's also very interesting. Like the legality and like the suppression of tripping where like, you're kind of like not allowed to do it unless it's like a religious thing for some people. And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people say who are into these, these uh, circles or these topics will say like, everyone should trip. If if everyone tripped, the world would be a better place, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I don't mm-hmm, think that's mm-hmm. necessarily true. Um, but I definitely think that if everyone tripped, they would become their true self or closer yes. to that. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, going back to the beginning, like, you know, you have to fall apart to come back together, come back together. There's this whole solvent coagulate um, thing that we're seeing within ourselves. And people are like, trying to harness the secret energies but like y'all the secret is that there is no secret <laughs> like there is no spoon you like for real yeah the secret and is that it, you've been fucking controlled your whole life exactly and you've been duped and much like sun worship it is filled with esoteric entrapments and symbolism But if you look into what dualism and inversion really are then you can say oh okay well and like not even with tripping, right? Because you can you can take ayahuasca, you can um, do yoga. Yoga is one of the and even meditate. Meditation is one of the highest forms of finding yourself and like falling apart and coming back together. You can be your own initiate in your own sect, and mm-hmm. that is kind of the secret. Um, even so, there's this thing that I do sometimes, and it's like if you lie upside down or if you can invert your body for like three to five minutes a day, um, it helps with removing toxic old blood. It helps um, your lymph nodes and your lymph channels and all of your glands become clean again. Um, It's just a way to kind of expel a lot of waste in your body. And like no one, like no one tells you that, but it, you do, you get like a very similar trip to some of these drugs, not even drugs. I don't even want to, substances. Um, I, I don't even know, minerals, vitamins. <laughs> but that, you know, that, that's an interesting thing you bring up is like, is calling these agents of uh, altered states of consciousness drugs, right? So they've been sort of demonized. And there's a, there's a documentary on Netflix right now, which was okay. And it was about tripping. And they basically just like interview a bunch of like, a bunch of celebrities, mainly comedians, and it's like, I tripped one time in New York, and it was fucking crazy, and my advice to you is to not look in a mirror, you know? Um, And then they try to have people on there who are, like, really deep about it, too, where they're like, this is how I realize that everything means creation and duet, like, whatever, if you're, I don't give a shit about it, like, if you mm-hmm. found out some cool shit by tripping, good for you, I guess, but, um, 
you know, they, they sort of talk about the um the legality of stuff and they but they they play all of these old like Reagan era PSAs against drugs when like a lot of the war on drugs is like a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And it talks about like tripping and how it's like the government um experiments into tripping and part of the thing that like was sort of pushed back then and it like still permeates through today is a lot of the yeah. shit where it's like if you trip one time you'll be insane right and that was always like yeah. this big scare of like if you do psychedelics you will be insane it'll break your brain you'll fry your brain you'll go fucking crazy which yeah. really means that like you won't be in like our influence of control anymore you'll be thinking outside of these parameters that have been set up for you and then by having this like free thought or having this like freedom from the like emancipation that was put on you through like the church and like your society like you will be crazy because you will not believe the things that we believe and we won't be able to control you anymore because like you will no longer care if you go to hell because you realize that hell isn't like this physical place that your soul goes and like (laughs) exactly you know so it's interesting to see that form of control with like tripping and substances to where like you can go to fucking jail if you try to fucking sell people mushrooms or acid or like you can get in trouble for having this stuff and like they Mm -hmm. frame it as this thing where like we're protecting you because you'll go crazy because you'll Mm -hmm. you know you'll do whatever you'll make other people crazy you're hurting people you're making tax-free money like all this shit when like you know, really what it is is that, like, they just don't want people to be able to escape this form of control. Exactly. You know? I think it's very interesting, too, that Netflix put a document documentary out on that. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence at all. I don't think that it's a coincidence that they used people far more richer than us kind of being advocates for this. That's very odd to me. Um, I don't fuck with Netflix personally. I, I really just don't believe in that shit um you know it's funny i used to sell like shrooms in college a lot and like weed (laughs) which i'm sure a bunch of college kids did um but i'm also i don't know can i say it i don't know i'm growing shrooms i'm sure that's fine to say (laughs) i don't really know anymore i'm sure everyone but um I encourage people to get to know these plants and these herbs. And even if you're not going to ingest them or partake in them, then just learning about them and like being their homies is really important because they're just a reflection of who you are. And um, yeah, I don't know. We started this podcast so that we could kind of encourage people to uh, not believe everything that they're being fed and told. Um, I know that I have introduced this podcast to a couple of not too close friends just to like see (laughs) how it would take. And they're like, whoa, like y'all know so much. And like, this is so cool. I've never heard any of this. I was like, really? (laughs) Like for real? Like that's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. Same thing here. Like it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. But, um, (laughs) No, this this week's stuff and like looking at all this stuff involving like solar cults and like their influence on the world is I think sort of like at the core of a lot of like conspiracy or spiritual or whatever the fuck you want to call it, research or thought or ways of living because you know, the sun is the oldest object like in our civilization to an extent you know, if you really wanna you could word it that way or whatever, like it's the oldest like recognized object, the most ubiquitous thing like it's always been revered it's always had this like high place in our existence and then like the control perpetuated by cults of the sun or people who understood what the sun does um they've always been the ones in control and either it's through the story of the passage of the sun or or else it's because they understood how to keep track of time so they were the ones who had successful crop harvests they were the ones who had you know uh, all that kind of shit and it's really interesting because you know Solar cults and and solar worship has been the most powerful form of religion forever. And everything's Mm -hmm. based off of that. And so part of breaking out of this, like, sphere of control that you've been born and raised in is understanding what it is that you're, like, surrounded by, right? So you're Mm – 
you've been surrounded your entire life by this solar cult, whether people knew it or not. And then by being able to recognize it, you can avoid it or you can embrace it or you can use it, you know, for your own purposes or, you know, Mm -hmm. how, whatever you want to do with it. Like these secrets are hidden in plain sight and the messages are easy to decode and they're right there. And again, like, a lot of people believe that if there is like this cabal of people or things controlling everything, like part of like what they do or what they have to do, or like a rule that they follow or a law that they recognize or whatever, like, or like a karma thing is that they, they have to leave breadcrumbs or they have to have hints everywhere, um, as a way to justify what's happening because they can say that you were warned and you did it willingly and stuff like that. You know, it's like, it, think of it as like the fine print or like the, st- you don't read when you sign a contract, you know? So like when you like buy a house or buy a car or sign up for a, a web service or play a game on your phone or, you know, sign right. a credit card or whatever, like you're getting it because of the credit card. But then in the 47 pages of documents that you will not read and then you sign that's legally binding they can put in whatever they want and then you've just signed up for it. And that's a lot of what happens with like these modes of control to where like when you, when you sign up for these certain things and when you willingly participate in stuff, like when you go to church, Mm -hmm. when you get married, when you get married, when you have a funeral, when you, you know, do all this stuff, when you baptize your children, when you name them, when you like all of this stuff, um, hidden within these rites and rituals and places and things that you do, is the truth about what is happening, but it's all been bastardized and hidden from you. And that power has been subverted for other means. But since it's out in front of you, um, you are technically in their eyes, like a willing participant. Exactly. So even though you don't know what you're doing, they know what you're doing and can, you know, sort of harvest that intent or harvest that energy or harvest those means to, to meet their own ends. And you've been fooled, but it's your fault because, they gave you everything that you needed to figure it out, but you just didn't figure it out, you know? Yep, exactly. It'd be like if you donated to a charity. Actually, this is a legit example. Like, mm-hmm. side tangent. We can do an episode on this if you want, but, like, if you're going to fucking donate to a charity, you need to fucking read where that fucking money goes because just because something yeah. says it's going to, like, autism research or, like, fucking breast cancer or something – you need to look at what percentage is actually going towards research because a lot of these fucking places, it's like less than 10% of their money actually goes towards yeah, research. Yeah, it's for profit. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely. all for profit. But mm-hmm. when you sign this shit or when you give them money or whatever, like you're agreeing to their terms even though you think it's something else. And they have it written it's, down yeah. like right there in all the fine print. Like we reserve the right yep. to do blah, blah, blah. Here's what it is. But you don't fucking read it. But you already signed it. So you agreed to it. And like, you know. It's a legal scam. Yeah. And and once again, like these gateway portals that you can take or these tools or these resources such as DMT or psilocybin, like they are ways to break out of this mold and recognize that there is no box. There is no spoon. There is no parameter like you can break out of it. And yeah, there's this like... Um, disciplining method that we see in society where if you aren't a good citizen, so if you are doing drugs, if you don't have children, if you don't get married, if you don't have a job, if you don't have a car, if you don't pay car insurance, if you don't have health insurance, if you blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, then you're like a a crazy um, Mm anti-citizen. And uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty crazy to me too, but I'm sure people that are listening to this are already on board <laughs> with this rant. Yeah, no, they definitely are. But also with like entertainment industries, um, I'm still having to convince a lot of my friends, which I'm so overdoing. I I feel like I feel like I'm already this yogi that wants to be in a cave alone in the dark <laughs> forever, yeah. and I'm kind of tired of convincing or trying to teach people things because like we said in the very beginning of this whole podcast series was like we're not teachers Mm -hmm. we're not here to argue (laughs) we're just here to kind of lay some base out of what we know and what we've experienced Um, but I I find it difficult to not get easily frustrated when people don't understand that entertainment companies do not 
have like our interests at heart. No, uh, no, they they don't. That just doesn't even make sense. Like if I were a quadrillionaire and I was investing in like some Hollywood movie or some Netflix original, like I'm probably going to put in a message so that my subconscious can decode, but only initiates can decode correctly. Yeah. And uh, Kubrick would be a cool person to do an episode on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would be that would be fun. That would be a good one. Give me an excuse to watch some of his movies again, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty much... I don't really have much more to say about it. Do you? About the sun? Yeah. No, we kind of went on a whole DMT <laughs> tangent. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if I'm given space to speak, like, I'm just going to reiterate this point that, like, the soul is within you, S-O-L, S-O-U-L. Um, you have the power within to control your own reality. You can manifest what thou wilt. Um, you are free. You are limitless. You are. We are. I am. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Anything that I would have to say now, I guess, would just be, like, reiterating past points. But, like, the idea of, like, these solar cults is kind of the driving force behind a lot of society and a lot of, like, the control stuff. So if you are interested in, like, liberating yourself, you can liberate yourself very easily through just understanding what they're doing and what's happening around you. Um Tripping is a way to kind of break through that mold. You just have to do it pretty mm-hmm. responsibly, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know. Like, if you want to be religious, fucking cool. Like, I don't care. Like, I used to really care about it. And, like, how could you be religious when here's all the evidence as to why it's not real and, like, how can you have faith in this stuff when it's kind of bullshit? And mm-hmm. I think like the older I got, the less I really gave a shit. And like, I yeah, you realize that not believing in it and also believing in it are the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both like uh, deceptive in nature. Yeah. And I mean, that was like, that was the thing I had with like Mason stuff to not to go on another mm-hmm. mason rant but like when you get into it and like i can't iterate this enough it's really not that interesting um if on any level that like a normal person will be involved like mm-hmm. where i am at and uh, within the echelons that i would ever be in you know let's be real mm-hmm. like i don't have like the right bloodline or the right economic bracket or whatever to really extend more than like the hoi polloi the common parishioners and i'm not really that interested but right, like right right i've had that conversation with people where it's like how can you believe a lot of the stuff because a lot of the allegories or the whatever's involved in that are framed through like the christian narrative right right yeah yeah the three candles right it's like the and, sun the ghost and the holy spirit and so they use like Christian symbolism and stuff. And that's, you know, that's not a secret or anything like that. But like in talking to some of these people, it's just like, I don't like, how do you like, do you actually believe this stuff? Like, how do you, you know, whatever, because like, I know a lot of people who I think are really fucking smart and people who are like into occult stuff or into, you know, like conspiracy stuff, but they're like diehard fucking Christians or they're like diehard fucking Jews. And they like, they go to fucking church all the time. And they're like, preachers and pastors and and rabbis and like they do Sunday school stuff and they like write books and articles and all this shit. And it's like, how can you fucking like be aware of like all the shit that's happening around you and then still like yeah, advance these ideas for other people? Like for like how, like do you not agree that it's nefarious? And one dude that I know who who, like, he's smart. He, he knows what's up to an extent. I think, like, you know, side tangent, it's very easy to come across as like a know-it-all whenever you get into conspiracy stuff because you feel like you have the answers and I try really hard, especially in my, my uh, as I get older, not to kind of be like, I know what's up and you don't know what's up. So well, you're actually, fucking like, no, just shut up. Yeah, just yeah, shut yeah. up. 
Yeah, I've been trying really hard not to well actually people all the time. But like it doesn't work that much. But <laughs> um it's interesting because one of my friends who is really into church stuff and into like occult shit uh was basically like, yeah, like obviously like it's not real, but it's kind of like a time proven method to introduce the mysteries to people through these modes that they understand because they've already been conditioned to. And then if they want to explore it outside of like the church, like that's their decision. Like I'm just giving <laughs> them this like first step. And then if they want to go any further, like that's on them. I don't that know seems if, so shady. Yeah. Like it was a thing where it's like, I don't know if I really agree to that whole, like lead a horse to water, can't make it drink type of approach to like spiritual and like occult stuff. I guess to an extent we're doing that too, but it's not like through the guise of like a church, you know? Mm. but that was always something that I found like perplexing when you get into a lot of these like conspiracy people, especially when you get into people yeah. who really focus on the religious aspects and like people who become like religious truthers, like Jordan Maxwell is a really good example. I really like his work. I really like the stuff yeah. that he does, but at the end of the day, he's like a diehard fucking Christian dude. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, he, he ties, it's just like this really perplexing paradox that he, he exists in he is a paradox to me because he's so knowledgeable about these modes of control that have been perpetuated by these like global powers and all this shit but then at the same time he's like this dude who's very open about like going to church and like believing in god and believing in jesus and all this stuff and like i guess like mm -hmm. if he's just using them as like cultural substitutes for like this higher power that's fine but i wish that he would just use that language instead of just straight up being like Jesus Christ is the answer. It's, it's like a bit condescending and also very manipulative in my opinion. Um, but also like maybe these people are just not ready. Like people are on such like different journeys and different parts of their journey. And, um, a part of what I've learned through these experiences, especially through tripping is like having a sense of understanding and empathy and love mm -hmm. and unity yeah. And being like, all right, you're you're clearly in the know because I've also met a lot of people that like know this shit and can like fluently talk with me about esoteric symbolism. And um, but then they'll go and be a big banker or they mm -hmm. will also be a priest or they will have some type of and it's usually people with a high level status um, mm -hmm. in society. So to me that seems a bit a bit phony um but it's also like i don't really care because not an not an i don't care i care about them and i wish them well but i also like their journey is not mine i kind of know where i'm at you know where you're at but it is a paradox i'm just like how could you know so much and then also preach the absolute radical opposite of what you know exactly and that's a, a that, that just brought to mind a, a topic that I do want to bring up eventually, which is like the Merovingian bloodline or whatever, however you fucking say it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of these other like contradictions within conspiracy thought, which I find very fascinating because you'll find people who are straight up like Jesus wasn't real. He's an allegory for the sun. All this stuff is used for control. It was made by the Romans. That's why uh, December 25th, the celebration uh -huh. of uh, Sol Invictus or whatever, the celebration of the sun, they co-opted it to be Jesus's birthday, blah, blah, blah. There's a really cool thing I read about Easter but I didn't understand it because it has to do with this like uh, this Jewish or like ancient Hebrew thing that I couldn't really verify or whatever. This like ancient Middle Eastern thing to where like the idea of the Messiah was that when you tie it to the sun, it was this thing where like they were born and died on the same day because it completes a full circuit. And so mm -hmm. there was like these sects that thought that like if Jesus was like born on Easter, then he died on Easter. Like, it's this whole thing of, like, in the springtime was, like, Jesus's death day, which was also his birthday, which was, like, the Messiah's death day and birthday are the mm -hmm. same day type of mm -hmm. thing, which is really interesting. But, like, within that, like, form of, like, contradiction within, like, this, like, I know the truth bullshit is, like, the Merovingian, Mer I don't know how to fucking say it, the, the bloodline of Christ, basically. Mm -hmm. So the same people who were, like, you know, Jesus was fake, blah, 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 like I just said, they also will purport this conspiracy that I find very fascinating where... It ties into the the what the sanguine blood the the idea that Jesus and Mary had a kid and like the bloodline of Jesus was a thing, mm -hmm. and the idea of like uh, the rulers of the 
rulers of the nations after Jesus were the direct descendants of Jesus. That's why a lot of these rulers are related. That's why a lot of these bloodlines are so important is because they're purported to have the blood of Jesus in them. And Jesus was mm -hmm. you know, God's son or, you know, the whatever the fuck. And then there's a whole thing that happened. Oh, fuck. I don't know. It was some, something to do with like Rome. I, I mean, like I'll look it up when we do the episode, but it's just like this idea that like all these kings were all from the same family. And at a Correct. certain point, there was um, there was some kind of edict or a law that was taking place like in Rome or something to where they replaced the current leader with a new leader and then falsified documentation saying that he was part of this bloodline when really he was part of this other bloodline. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then like from him on, you get like the mm -hmm. current leaders and they they draw their power in these occult circles from believing within themselves that mm -hmm. they are the descendants of like this bloodline of Christ when really yes. it was like this other faction that took it over. And then like, there's all these like weird, like um, Dan Brown Knights Templar esque things involved where like you find these like weird rulers and weird, obscure, like land barons in Europe and like, like Asia and stuff who claim to be like the actual descendants of like the cult of like Jesus mm -hmm, and Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, it's very interesting. It's very cool. And we will do a, we'll, we'll do an episode on that. I but, like, would love to, because I do, I think it is falsified. I remember watching like so many videos on this exact thing where the kingdom was taken over by mm -hmm. the bloodline of not Christ. And yeah. now people, yeah, they kind of like get off in the circle jerk of being like, well, I'm related to like Jesus. I'm like, no, you're not. Um, bloodlines are very interesting to me. I know that there are like 13 Illuminati bloodlines, but I feel like a lot of that has kind of been um, faked to us. Um, but also like Vlad the Impaler or like that, that, uh, see like Dracula or something, or he was like a vampire. Um, yeah, but Vlad Tepes was, oh, the bloodline of the dragon. It's like that, but that, yeah. that ties into the whole thing. It does. It does. And like, there's a king that's like related to him. And he's like, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of interesting stuff about dragons and Dracula and Dracula. Yeah. Um, when you get into all of that, like 1300s, like dark ages, mm -hmm. uh, rena pre-Renaissance type of stuff is when you really find all these stories of like during like the height of like the age of Kings and mm -hmm. when people really gave a shit about like royal blood and stuff, that's why there's so much in, inbreeding and why that shit was so important to keep the bloodlines yes. pure is because they're keeping it pure because they believe that they had connections back to the Messiah or to these otherworldly beings. Right. Even if you take Jesus out of the equation, you can still find that stuff where like people believe that they were like the ones who like made it with God. So you can say that's like meeting with uh, Nephilim or, or aliens or whatever. It's always this idea All that angels, like... archons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, always yeah, this yeah. idea of something else breeding with humans and then you're preserving the blood because they're special and they have all this power. And then you'll find conspiracies right. where like they were replaced, they were selectively bred, you know, like like all this stuff. Yeah. There's a... So there's actually... So two things. Um, AVP and like all of the alien movies and predator movies. Like Such that's basically what it is. What'd you say? I love those movies. Oh, me too. I've watched them since I was a kid. I'm like obsessed with them. Um, but they also have been popularized because they spread a similar narrative of like humans just being a vessel for this alien baby, this hybridized, you know, black and white baby. Um, oh. But also I was reading, um, there was this cloning company a few years back who created a baby like the first human baby and it went like really under the radar and the baby's name was eve mm -hmm. um oh i was down like this huge hole but that's related somehow <laughs> just like the the ai and like creating a baby in a capsule versus needing like two humans to do so um this like artificial embryo yeah a ai yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Hell yeah. Well, we'll end it on that. We're right at an hour, which is great timing again. Um, thank you for subscribing. Tell your friends. Give us some reviews. Um, talk to us on the Discord chat. We yeah, come and... talk to us, guys. We like, I really want to start chatting with people. I know that we have listeners on Spotify. So if you just pay three bucks a month, to us you can come on in the chat and i would love to have even like maybe once a week we'll just do a live chat with um other yeah, people that's cool we can do stuff like that yeah. but 
Everybody have a good week. Stay safe, all that stuff. Bye. Yeah, peace out, y'all.